Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Brewing brothers and sisters. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> going. Uh, there's Johnny waking up. Yeah, there we go. I had to kind of scream away from the microphone so you hear see that? <laughs> it's audio control. Yeah. <laughs> Self. A- audio control. <laughs> audio. Audio uh, control. By the bayou. Yes. I thought I'd have a, I thought you would have brought a uh, growler of uh, heretic beer from your tap room. I am not seeing that. Um I thought about it. We had your peons there, right? You could say, hey, Maria. <laughs> Maria. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, give me a growler of each. Uh, no, make that two of each. I want to give one each to Tasty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a swell guy. And, uh, yeah, tasty, you, if you want, if you want me to bring you growlers, just say so. Just text me. Put my order in. Uh, yeah, put your order in. <laughs> okay. And what's your email for All the right, invoice? <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's great. No, on the on the on the sheet of discounts, it yeah. it says uh, Mike Tasty McDole, no charge, no charge. Nice, yes. I mean, you know, yeah. it's nice to get dispensation from the Pope, right? <laughs> yeah, when you go in public, go in public. Uh, I'm not admitting to anything publicly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm keeping everything in the closet. Oh, it's good to stay in the closet for a while, right? Right. right. Well, when an opportunity opens itself, then. Speaking about coming out of the closet, how about those guys at Northern Brewer, huh? There you go. They're proud sponsor. They're always there for us. <laughs> right. They're there. They're out of the closet. They're they're out and they're proud. Uh, fantastic folks at uh, Northern Brewer. Uh, check them out. They've uh, been sponsoring the show for years and years, many years. So uh, you haven't had to pay for it because they've done that for you. And uh, show them a little love. Show them a little thanks. Check out northernbrewer.com next time you're, you're looking for something you can't find at your homebrew shop. Go to northernbrewer.com first and take a look. You'll find lots of products that you're not going to find somewhere else. You're going to find great shipping prices, great service, fresh products. You know, they, they move through a lot of stuff. So, you know, what you get from them is fresh and, uh, and the right stuff. They know what they're doing there. And they, they've got products that nobody else has, like hop shots and things like that. Huh, Very cool. I heard of those. Very cool. Hmm. See, that's, that's how, how trendy they are and how, how out of the closet they are. You know that hop extract that they sell? Yes. Uh, a friend of mine did a joke on her friend, and he put her around the rim of an IPA pint. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Every beer was bitter for like a week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a palate shot. Have you, have you ever tasted the hop extract straight on your yeah, tongue? Oh, yeah. It, it kind of burns. It burns, and, and <laughs> everything tastes bitter. Yeah. For the rest of several days, you drink something that tastes bitter. Yeah, even yeah. your wife's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you tasting my wife's <laughs> vagina? Sorry, sorry. Dude. I wasn't we, supposed to tell uh, you. <laughs> my mouth was... Uh, <laughs> was watering there for a minute? It was watering until I heard that. Uh, <laughs> then it just went parched real, real quick. I don't know what happened. <sighs> I think I'm in shock. I'm in shock. <laughs> you should be. You should yeah. be. I am you too. Be. So. Anyway, the, the tap room's open, right? And uh, Yeah. yeah. Three, was it three to eight weekdays and 12 to... Five on Sundays? Is that what I saw? Yeah, Saturdays and Sundays, yeah. Oh, Saturday and Sunday, yeah. yeah. Nice. We may we may add more hours. I don't want to take any away, so we kind of started yeah. a little constrained. Well, yeah. You're kind of doing a slower, softer opening anyway. So, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing I like more than a soft opening. Right. It's like but, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So have you thought about a date for the uh, grand, grand opening where, uh, you know, I'll kiss a few babies and right. pinch, well, the, pinch a few girls? I like grand openings, too. <laughs> Oh, that's soft, soft openings, grand openings. I'm, I'm in favor of all of them. Let's do it. When are you going to do it? Um, I am after GABF or before. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking after GABF. Okay, I'm thinking you know late Octoberish, Halloweenish. Nope. Okay, uh, a little earlier than that. Maybe all right. Know. Maybe in between the October. right. Okay. And uh, the Deanans uh, are going to supply a pig. You know, oh, roast cool. like a whole pig. Oh. I just need somebody to 
fire that baby up. They've got a pig. We got. Uh, I'm sure we're roast uh, it. We could get the uh, giant party. We could get the Greenbelt Brewers involved because well, maybe yeah. they because they've done and they've also I think received a pig from him. They may know what to do with it. All right, all right. And we'll get them involved. Yeah, I mean, we should pick a date and just yeah. We get that date out there a little bit, it. and people could, could you know quit scheduling their uh, yeah back massages that day. Right, or I mean, we can stretch it out a little bit further. I, I don't know. I'm I'm open. I'm open. All right. Well, we don't want to be too, too long, but right. Yeah, anyway, I, I just think it'd be fun to have a big party. Should all give massages yeah. for free beer. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that yeah, down on <laughs> the street corner. Massages, happy Here. endings, and the whole thing. <laughs> You've seen those homeless signs before, right? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of happy endings, um, (laughs) our style for the day is uh, California common beer. It's a good beer. Which is not at all common. Not at all common. You went went looking and you realized, hey, there aren't a lot of these out there, are there? Well, not just in the store, but the style guidelines only list three commercial examples. Right, right. Um, you know, I've had a number of efforts from a number of breweries to brew a, you know, kind of a cow common. The reason they call it cow common is because steam beer is uh, trademarked by the Anchor Brewing Company. So uh, everyone else call, has to call it like a, you know, California common or something like that. You can't refer to uh, steam no. in your your title, or they It'd be like calling light lager Budweiser or something. They get yeah, they get they get a little worked up over that. How the hell did they come up with that phrase, though? Steam beer? <laughs> no, California Common. Oh, California Common. I don't know. It was common among all over Consumers. California. Gotcha. And actually all up and down the West Coast. So okay. back in the day, uh, in the Gold Rush era, steam beer is what beer was sold in pretty much every place up and down. And it started out, I guess they were doing other different beers and stuff, but steam beer started to catch on. And literally from, you know, down in California all the way up into, you know, Alaska, hmm. steam beer is what was being sold. And it was by huge volumes. That's that's what it was. And everybody was brewing and, and drinking steam beer. And they called it that then? And steam they beer? called it steam beer, yeah. And steam was for the lager yeast being fermented warm? Uh, you know, Maybe. there's a whole bunch of stories about that. I thought it was like the surrounding area, yeah, the temperature they talk about, night. They talk about that. They talk about, um, you know, the beer would be very lively in the cask. Uh, and so when you went to tap the, the cask, it would, you know, hiss a bunch and you'd get a lot of foam. You know, they called it, call it steam or... <laughs> You know, something along those lines. I think um, another potential answer, if you ask me, and I just came up with this, oh, is, nice. you know, uh, back in the day, and I, I don't know if this, if this really makes any sense, but I just realized this. I like theories. You know, uh, <laughs> in, in every, in every uh, you know, period of time, there are things that are... You know, new and exciting inventions, and mm-hmm. you name products after them to ca- to catch in on, cash in on that that I sort see. of thing. So, I was watching a thing about uh, Bikini Island, Bikini Atoll, when they were doing the the nuclear bomb testing, mm-hmm. and um, uh, at that point, the whole nuclear thing was exciting. Mm-hmm. Everyone was it was the 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 exciting new modern thing, and everybody was was fascinated by it. And that's where the, when they named the swimsuit, they named it after Bikini Atoll, where the, the whole thing was going on. It was it was in the news. Bikinis, yeah. you know, Bikini Atoll was in the news every day, and so uh, they say that, that that's why they named uh, the bikini the bikini. <laughs> I'm so, lost. So Isn't that interesting? Beer. So steam beer. So far, so far, I got you. Right, you got, I got your name. You, I got you. you, you got half the analogy ready. Give me the other half. Now. All right, so let me. That's have what it. I need. The other half. Let see, me have you. See, Tasty's that, followed. That pause was a little too long. There, we all got worried. Like, <laughs> is that it? Uh-oh. Is that no. it? I, no. I really thought so, it was. <laughs> so back in the day, the steam engine, the locomotive, was the, the that catch. was the modern. I mean, they were doing races between horses and steam engines. They were doing all these. I mean, it was you know the the modern exciting. Imagine in a in a in a time when there's no machines that move anything, right? All of a sudden, you come up with this engine that moves this huge amount of people yeah. and materials. I yeah. mean, that's pretty exciting. Steam power was exciting. 
I wonder if they were naming them steam beer just because yeah. that's the exciting steam thing. Steam yeah. engines. It's a, yeah. the exciting thing of the times. It'd be like us naming something after... Well, there's steam engines in cars. I thought you, I thought you were going to say that, well, it's, it was, uh, the beer was uh, so under-fermented under that when you drank it, uh, you produced steam, you know. <laughs> No, no. Came See, I think it's got nothing, nothing to do with that. I think it's all based off of, you know, the steam Some engine local. at the time was the exciting thing. Yeah, it's like, thing. yeah, I know what you mean. Like in the nuclear area, you're referring to some things, a lot of things were called atomic. Right, right. Like restaurants were called atomic. Right, so. they put fins, rocket fins on cars, yeah, you know, it, yeah, and, right. and things like that, all to make it, you know, the, the rage of the day. Yeah. And I wonder if that isn't part of yeah, the name be. behind Steam Beer. I think I'm right. <laughs> I think, that, I think, I think there's a movie. A lot of I think sense, you got a movie huh? in this one. Yeah, you got. You think, I, think I think there's a movie a around sense. this. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? yeah. I, amen. Amen. I All right. Yeah. Right. You heard it here for, first. I, one, I just so. realized that. I think. I think that, had an epiphany. that makes sense. Yeah. All right. I was thinking about this beer yesterday. About, all the other ex- explanations kill suck. <laughs> they do. Right. Yeah, yeah, the steam, steam uh, rising, but then they always refer to ex- when you were, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the Cal- the cold California nights, and then it causes the steam thing, pissing well, bubbles. The, yeah, <laughs> maybe when the uh, you know, no. I'm sorry, uh, John. What were you going to say? I was just thinking about this beer yesterday. If I was stuck on an island, this would be the one. Oh yeah, yeah, this is um, the one. Why is that? I just think it has everything you need in a beer. It has that lager flavor, clean and crisp, the color, the alcohol, maltiness, that alcohol, is- hops. That would mean Firm more hops. blind pig for me. Ooh, there you go. That's a damn good beer. Well, but the, it, it's what style, not what specific beer. Yeah, it's just one beer, man, on the island. It's right, and so so please, Ace, taking Cal Common. What do you? What would your? What would be your style? Oh, IPA. Yeah. IPA. Yeah. I'm taking Anchor Steam, the brand, the whole beer. I'll take. The oh wait, 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 okay. I'll take Fresh Remember the brand. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> changing the question now. Yeah. Anyway, right. anyway. well, so what's uh, how do you make this? Or, I mean, what's this thing? Uh, well, what is you want John to read the style? Uh, yeah, John, why don't you give us a uh, a quick rundown of uh, California common beer as the BJCP defines it? Wow. Okay. So uh, visually, it's amber in color. You know, mm-hmm. it have like red ruby highlights. Uh, northern Brewer hops all the way through. You know, firm bitterness. Definitely a northern, like a Northern Brewer. I guess you could like a minty aroma, maybe. I mean, they talk about the minty, a rustic wood. I've had that. Yeah, yeah, the rustic woodiness. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that. We'll talk about that later. Where that they get that impression of rusty woodiness from? What grain would contribute that? Uh, Smooth malty bitterness. You know, a grainy character coming through. Crisp lager flavor from the yeast. You know, because it's fermented warm, you'll definitely get a nice ester profile, but not. It's got to be fermented nicely and well fermented, and no diacetyl. Uh, medium CO2, not over-carbonated. Um, just, it's a session beer, but it's complex. It, mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in the style. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I said, island beer. <laughs> this is the one. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, the uh, that, that rustic woody. Yeah, what you know, is it's, that? It's, it's, a, it's a northern brewer hop kind of... Yeah kind of character if you use just that and you use it in enough quantity it has kind of a woody yeah woody earthy earthy and then if you get if you get, get the right ones a little bit of minty thing too so that's minty. tannin then that's a that's a tannin impact yeah it's a yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's some it's probably more the vegetative flavor right of it. right some, it doesn't doesn't taste tannic because it's, no, it's, it's, it's a hop uh, yeah but flavor it, but it right yeah. but it is it is it's definitely woody hmm. and uh like like uh, mcdill saying earthy and um, you know, I've gotten that minty before. Yeah. Also, a little spicy. If it's not minty, it's more spicy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, more like a willamette. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you use both, maybe, or would you just go one hundred percent rubber? No, you know, it's traditional. Just... Yeah, it's traditional because that's what uh, Anchor Steam uses. Sure. Um, and the the question is, does it always have to be that hop? Why couldn't it be something else? Why does it need to be Northern Brewer? Could it be Willamette? Could it be Cascades? Could it be whatever? Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, probably back in the day, it was probably more cluster hops being grown in the area, right? Yeah, it was more native to the area. Yeah, so uh, it was probably cluster hops back in the day. So I think cluster would would be appropriate. Cluster, you know, is, uh, you know, a fairly rustic, some people will say harsh kind of hop, and I think that that might might uh, kind of fit in there as well. Um, I remember making one with uh, with Perlay, you know, because it has mm-hmm, sort of a minty mm-hmm, character mm-hmm, to it, yeah. 
and Willamette, which I thought it was really nice. Yeah, I, I think there, that's there are good other, choices. There are other yeah. combinations. The guidelines doesn't say it says usually showing northern brewer quality. Right. So I don't think a judge would be fair in knocking you out if you he didn't get you know. Yeah, I think I think you know as long as it's pleasant and it's along the same kind of general yeah. if you came out with something really piney and citrusy yeah. and all that yeah. that would be inappropriate that'd be like an american ambriel yeah an ambriel right. or even an ipa or something right but like mike's saying i think if you come up with a combination that's you know along the same lines the judges should give it enough leeway to yeah. uh to go to go uh you know with with whatever hops you you've chosen um and it says here in the comments uh Styles narrowly defined around the prototypical anchor steam example, superficially similar to American pale ale or amber ale. It differs in hot flavor aromas, woody, minty, rather than citrusy. All flavors are toasty and caramelly. The hopping is always assertive, and warm fermented lager yeast is used. Um, I had an interesting story about that as well, uh, relating back uh, to uh, where this, this stuff uh, came from and what was going on. Right, let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when we come back, uh, we'll have uh, tasted our beers and we'll be uh, talking about uh, the story of uh, where this came from, what the <laughs> what the genesis is of uh, nice. California Common. Back after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic oh. existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. Oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Some big plastic bucket. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer. same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah! Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer law. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Lohr. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alphas. <laughs> yes, J.P. Lohr. We will, for I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Blitzenstein's new Tower of Power. 
Tower is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the Tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Tower of power. You could probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. WhiteLabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm, yes, but the cheese making supplies. No. Oh, the wine making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Yeah, I'm wondering how many more times we can rebrand this show and uh, keep going. <laughs> we'll be like in our 60s show. or 80s. We'll run out with styles. And we're like, okay, now we're talking about uh, car repair. <laughs> Your car questions. <laughs> Your car. Same format. Car question running on beer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Northern Brewer sells spark plugs. Yeah. Oh, we're going to keep doing this till I'm dead. I mean, you know, <laughs> why not? Well, all right, so... <clears throat> My interesting thing was um, a lot of people talk about the the creation of steam beer and where it came from, and I've even had you know, people in Australia try and go on and on about how so steam beer was like an Australian beer, and and the California brewers were just copying Australian beer, or Australian pale ale, and and I'm just like what. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. I mean, that's just like insanity. Yeah. I love the people in Australia. I love the Australian beer. But come on, you know, <laughs> get a, let's take a reality pill here. Reality. You know, it seems to me that the the beers of Australia came from more of a British influence. Absolutely, and that has you know it, it is morphed from there for Australian ingredients, Australian. Uh, temperatures australian you know situations and has become a, a uniquely a unique australian thing i think it, like australian pale ale has a, its own type of beer absolutely no question about that but the uh west coast of the u.s uh beers back in that gold rush day those were German-influenced beers, and that was a, a truly German-influenced thing. There were a lot of German brewers that were in the East Coast that had tr- migrated over and in the, uh, you know, Minnesota, all those areas, Milwaukee. Those were all German brewers, and a number of them came over for gold mining, you know, the gold rush and all that. So it was German-influenced. And Alaskan Amber... We have we have before us Alaskan Amber, 
which isn't on the style guide as a uh, California common. We have uh, Anchor Steam Beer, and we have the uh, Flying Dog. The Old Scratch. Old Scratch. Amber Ale. They call it an Amber Lager. Amber Lager. Which is on the style guide. I tell you, that is one fruity son of a bitch for a a lager. Yeah, it's an Amber. (laughs) Which one? The The, uh, Old Scratch. Scratch. It's really flavorful, but it's not lager character. Yeah, it's got a, a bold, fruity flavor and some alcohols going on in there. Um, so uh, here's 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 the interesting thing: the recipe. Uh, and so Alaskan Amber, a lot of people are saying it's like an alt beer, right? Right. That's oh, it's our, more German nice. alt. Right. Well, if I was a German brewer. And I came to a place trying to make my fortune, and I was, like, going to brew beer, and I didn't have any lagering caves. There wasn't enough ice. Yeah, to moderate I'd be climate. like, well, what the heck did we do? And it's like, well, you remember back at home in Germany, there's those crazy guys in Dusseldorf. They brew the alt beer, the old style of brewing, Right. And they make those beers. So what would you do? They don't have that, that, you know, fermentation temperature control. Okay, let's make alt beer, right? Let's do it the way the people in Dusseldorf do. That's something they'd perhaps be familiar with versus Australian brewing or, you know, something else. You know, if you can't, the thing was the German brewers couldn't make lagers. Like they, they probably tried, would. right? They probably right. tried. They just weren't, they weren't coming right. out. So the theory is, would they go, oh, well, we can't make lagers, so let's just do it warm because we can't make lagers, right? And you need beer. Right. <laughs> or would they say, you know, what's a better way of doing this? Let's look at the alt brewers. They're doing it warm. They're doing it, right. How are they doing it? And let's let's do that. So let's make something similar to an alt beer. That's what I'm thinking was going on. Now, this recipe from Alaskan, it's back from they the, the Alaskan amber came from a a recipe from way back when during the gold rush era during the steam beer time. That's what that recipe is based off of. Very similar, right? All these have a similarity. Yeah. And Alaskan amber, I think it's you know just a better uh, you know f- you know tighter fermentation where uh, you know it's got a colder ferment. And it's coming out cleaner. It's coming out more like an alt beer. But I will venture to say the difference between a true alt beer and, you know, something like Anchor Steam, it's just a, a temperature thing. You know, it's, it's just a small difference. It's, if Alaskan Amber was a little fruitier, you'd say, yeah, that's, 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 you know, right on there, uh, you know, um, steam beer. It's got a stronger malt profile. Yeah. It's maltier beer. But it's definitely got that lager. But I, I think, I think you know, all of them, um, you know, it's it's right in there with uh, the caramel, the toasty. Yeah. I mean, look at the style guides: caramel, toasty, uh, you know, firm bittering. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. there for sure. Uh, you know, if I poured you an Alaskan amber and said, "Oh, you know, here taste this steam beer," you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, absolutely, steam beer." Yeah, definitely. Has that's, a lot what, of that that's what I'm saying. Is you're basically saying all beer was already here, and then a I'm saying like German, German brewers, German brewers came were, over, but, but they were Steam. familiar with with alt beer, so they started brewing, uh, you know, similar to alt beer. But they put a label on it, their own label on it at the time. Well, they all started calling steam beer because right. uh, steam, engines steam engines were exciting at the time, right? right. It was the new transportation, and so but it all spread with the miners and all that all up the west coast, all the way into Alaska. But these brewers had to know about brewing lo- brewery location. I mean, obviously, where there were open vats fermentation, they had to put in a location where they could keep this stuff cool as best they possibly could. I mean, they're not going to be out in Fresno or Bakersfield, you know, putting a brewery in California. They're going to go, you know, 30 miles west to the coast to ferment these beers as cool as they possibly can, even though it's not right. Germany. Right. You know. So it's still not cool enough. But up in Alaska, they could have. Okay. Right. Yeah. But by that time, the whole steam beer thing, the alt beer brewing process, and that's why a lot of people say Alaska Amber is more like an alt beer, and then some people call it ESB, something like that, because it's fruity. It's an alt beer that's got a bit of fruitiness to it, right? ESB though, it's it's freaking steam beer. Steam beer. Hmm. I'm learning something every day. (laughs) That's I I think everyone should just go with what I'm saying. I've imagined it all. 
It all makes sense to me. You've and talked so, about this beer for, for years, man. I'm thinking. I'm t- yeah, that's, that's two today. No, this one, this one, I've thought about for a while. Oh, I see. Uh, the the whole steam engine thing. That, just never had anybody that would listen to you. <laughs> right. I still don't have anyone that will listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> but I have a forum for spewing my random You're, thoughts. Yeah. That's a it's good to speak. I think, that, I think, I think it's a believable uh, hypothesis. For yeah, sure. I, I, I think it's not crazy at all. I no, think it's uh, it's right in there. Yeah. Now, now, what do you think, Moscow? Have you have you consumed a lot of uh, steam beer? Yeah, well, I mean, living in the Bay Area, right, pretty much anywhere, but especially in San Francisco, Anchor Steam's ubiquitous, and I've had a lot of it, and I, I still love that beer. So here's what I wrote down before you all were had you know given your input. Alaskan, I wrote maltiest. Same color as the uh, the flying dog, but but somehow brighter. Like it's the same shade. It just appears like a brighter beer. Mm-hmm. Which is? Do you get this? Do you get that too? Brighter? Tell me yeah. Brighter flavor or? Uh, no, in color. color. Like oh. it's the same shade, well, but, it, but it just same, looks same. like a brighter beer. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's almost glowing. Why is that? It's a little bit brighter. Um, this is lighter in color, and you're seeing the more you know these glasses. It, it, it just depends on how that color is derived. Um, you know, it, it, it's like with paints. You paint, yeah, and you can you can come with uh, you know colors that might be similar, but some have you know more of a uh, you know background hue or something that that seems more lively or brighter, right? Yep. So um, something like that. Uh, for the flying dog, uh, I wrote uh, the firmest. I'm sorry, no, that's for the anchor. The um, that they it was kind of a, a mix between the Alaskan and the anchor. I did write fruity, so mm-hmm. I was glad to hear you say that. For the anchor mm-hmm. steam, I wrote it, it seems like the the lightest in body to me, but it mm-hmm. had the firmest bitterness. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that's what I got. Well, how how but, how'd I bat? But the maltiness is there. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's it's got a similar malt character to the uh, Alaskan, right? Um, not as uh, caramelly. Uh huh. Um, but, uh, you know, similar in a lot of ways. Now I get like a silkiness from Anchor Steam when it's, and I think we have a bad bottle here, the Anchor one. Oh yeah. Um, it's a little skunky to me, but the, uh, the flying dog has that kind of silky flavor because I had a bottle of Anchor before I came here. Um, and it, there's, there's, I knew it. there's just like a melanoid into it, you know, there's this kind of this smooth lingering multi flavor and then it's like this nice little bitterness that kind of. Compliments the palate as it is. Anchor bottle says two CF. Okay, what? That's your bottle date? Yes, two <laughs> CF. Huh. Whatever that means. Anyways, so there's your information. There you go. Um, sure. Yeah, you know, and I think the Alaskan, uh, you know, it's it's got that toastiness. It's got that uh, uh, you know maltiness. It's a, a sweeter maltiness than the, <clears throat> or darker, richer maltiness than the than the Anchor. Uh, more caramelly. Uh, but again, you know, firm bittering. I think, yeah, you know, the Alaskan. Uh, I think is uh, you know right in there. Oh, for sure. That's, that's, yeah, that's my, a damn my, good beer, man. My crazy theory. I like crazy the theories. Theory. I think. It's I think a, we should do a theory every show. Right. Well, I think it's. A, well, then we'll get into a lot of personal things. But <laughs> I, I think that it, it is far a far better steam beer. Than it is either an ESB or alt. alt. Wow. What would you say to that? I'd say eight years ago you wouldn't have said that. Because <laughs> you were all about... When we started the show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So you yeah. were all about Alaskan Amber and Alpir, and you're like, this right. is the one, Alpir, you know? But now, like, you've, like, somehow <laughs> formulated a steam it. recipe. Although, it would be, be a good, it would be a good Alpir, yeah. So Jamil changed, not the beer? We all changed Moscow. No, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I have, I know, you're right. Like a butterfly, I have uh, from from His a chrysalis <laughs> blossomed to a butterfly. I have changed. You're so colorful. Mm. <laughs> but I think uh, I think that there's a uh, an argument could could be made for steam beer, and again, I think steam beer, alt beer, one and the same. You know, back in the day. Yeah, all and, and old old beer. Okay. And we've we've differentiated it, and you know, setting this aside. But I think um, you know it was really maybe a hops choice. But again, think about alt beer, um, spalt, perlay, right? Mm-hmm. Similar to you know, in in some ways to Northern Brewer, right? 
yep. cluster. Yep. Right? Yep. They could have said, hey, this Northern Brewer tastes just like what we've been using. Right. Maybe they migrated over to Northern Brewer from there the old There you stuff. go. Gotcha. Who knows that plant could have actually. I mean, just think about it. They didn't have that many choices of yeast and. Right. They probably in, ended up with some sort of like mutated thing. They, 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 a couple of lager yeast, a couple of ale yeast. Yeah. That was it. Right. Right. So they had the, the you know, the, the clovey ale yeast. They had access to alt yeast. Uh, lager yeast. Now, it could have been lager yeast because uh, lager yeast and alt yeast, um, you know, there's some, you know, uh, could be a lager yeast, could be an ale yeast, the, the yeast they use for alts, right? Right. Right. And uh, brewers would bring a brick of yeast with them when they came to the country to start that up mm-hmm. and start their brewery up and then be brewing with that. And they would have had access to that yeast as well. Yeah, well. How do they transport the brick of yeast 3,000 miles? Yeah, they're underwear. How else would you do it? It's pretty important. It, it had yeah, to I would do. probably had its own suitcase or something. Wrap it in a towel, stick it in the underwear. And when you go through customs, when you go through the, the uh, you know the the full body scanner <laughs> back in eighteen something, back in eighteen something, <laughs> you know you'd be like they'd be patting you down and go, well that's, that's you know my, what that is, you know that's what that's my that junk is. lady, yeah, yeah, you know you, here's you, my room number. You really want me to pull that out? Yeah, in front of everybody here, and you see that, huh? Right. Yeah. And they'd be go, okay, okay, you're not carrying yeast in there, right? No. There you go. Just packing. <laughs> Just packing. You know who else is packing? Our, our buddies in Australia. Um, you know, I mentioned Australia at the beginning. I, I've I've been to Australia a few times. Really enjoy it. Really love Australia. Australia. Well, just for a family yeah. trip or uh, beer journey? All beer related. <laughs> I'd like, love to take the family down, but I haven't had a chance. If you get a chance, you want to go to Australia. If you go to Australia, you want to go uh, Sydney, you want to go to Melbourne. And in Melbourne, you're going to find uh, Grain and Grape, one of our sponsors. And uh, John there at Grain and Grape, great guy. It's a great yeah, shop. Nice it's, it's like a you know big-time shop down there. Nice. They've got uh, a huge variety of everything from you know kits and cans to all sorts of grains. And they even do fresh wort kits. Huh. So you, they, they will brew... You know, fresh wort. It's in a container. They do like the uh, no chill container thing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You take that home, pitch your yeast. Great beer with minimal effort. Wow. It's very minimal effort. Yeah. It's actually brilliant. I'll say. Yeah. So and that wort can't be too much. I mean, it's pretty inexpensive to make. Right? right. They they you know it's it's a great way to go. You save yourself a lot of time, but you you can you know do things like pitch different yeasts. You can try all sorts of different things and have yeah. great beer uh, that you, you you made yourself. So check them out. Uh, grainandgrape.com.au uh, Grain and Grape in, in Melbourne. So check it out if you ever go out there. Uh, really a great group of folks, fun guys. Um, they even have one of their uh, their folks start up a, a little uh, production brewery. So they got uh, wow. beers out there. It's growing. Yeah. Good job. Australia. Lots of fun, interesting beer. It's, it's like Beautiful the... Beautiful country uh, here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You go to the beaches at all? I hear the beaches are phenomenal. Uh, topless beaches. Nice. Is that why they're phenomenal? No, I didn't go to the beach. Didn't go to the beach. <laughs> why? In the bars. I don't know. Bikinis. That's... Remember, Bikini, we're going back Bikini to the bikini Atoll. store. That's a callback. Yeah. Wow. Bikini Atoll. There Look you go. You. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do this. Let's take another short break. When we come back, we'll kind of uh, get into more of the recipe and, and how you how you do this uh, right after this. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best homebrewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, right-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y-yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're having a rocking time here in the studio. Enjoying uh, uh, these fine examples of uh, uh, steam beer or California Common. And, you know, the other place that I enjoy a lot of great examples of hard-to-find styles, like, you know, Masia, you were saying how it's hard to find examples of this style commercially. I'll tell you where you find a bunch of hard-to-find styles, great examples. AHA Conference. You go to the AHA Homebrewers Conference, going to be tons of examples of rare styles, well-made. And the reason why is because the AHA, they've got that great membership that uh, includes the Zymergy Magazine, the pub discount program. You come in the Heretic, you get a dollar off on pints, 20% yeah. off of merchandise for being an AHA member. 
uh they've got all the uh events that they do you know the the members rallies they've got uh all the you know big homebrew day and all that stuff plus they're they're out there advocating for you so if you get a chance sign up for the aha aha membership it's worth its weight in gold go sign up uh through the brewing network you go to the brewingnetwork.com find the aha logo click on that when you sign up through the through the brewing network website a slice of that goes back to the brewing network help support these shows that you like all right, so we were drinking uh, the Flying Dog uh, Old Scratch. We were drinking uh, the Anchor Steam uh, beer and the Alaskan Amber. All right, let's start with uh, Moscow. What's your What's your your favorite? What would you say is the best steam beer out of those? And when? Well, right as we first tasted them, mm-hmm. uh, Plisé was like, "Oh, the Flying Dog's great." Mm-hmm. And I had I was sipping it as he said that, and I agreed. I was like, "This is definitely my favorite of the three. But as they've warmed up. Uh, it's anchor steam. That's that's my vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, then the flying dog for sure. The Alaskan's too sweet for me. It's, mm. it's just all malt. Okay, John. Yeah, the f- third place, uh, flying dog. It's um, not enough hop flavor. You know, not it's not present as it warms up. It's just like a malt. Pro- it's just a malty beer. There's no hop character after. Um, I'm kind of torn. I'm gonna have to. Go just from presentation. I think we have a bad bottle of anchor. I'm going to go with Alaska. Mm-hmm. So Alaska anchor flying dog. Yeah, tasty. Well, just so the beers in front of me here. As far as what I like to drink, I like the flying duck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I don't think it's a it's a, it's a doesn't have a lot of uh, lager character. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm like throwing it out on like a style thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a really good beer. I mean, mm-hmm. I would probably drink that before I drink the other beers. But, mm-hmm. but and that so. Then the the uh, maybe I'm just like uh, you know dialed into the to the uh, standard of anchor, but as far as uh, uh, what I uh, my memory of an, of a California common, the anchor is by far the better beer. It's, it's better than the Alaskan. Okay, and so anchor Alaskan Flyna. Yeah. All right, um, Jamil. Uh, the flying dog for me a little too thin and sharp and way fruity, so I would I would I would knock it down off of the way fruity kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't have the the malt backbone um, that I think the anchor does and the Alaskan does. I would agree with John that that is not the best example of anchor. Um, I think that when I've had it fresh on draft, it comes across as more malty and mm-hmm. and richer closer to the alaskan it's darker and when i've had the alaskan on draft it comes across more hoppy more bitter hmm. they i think they're a little bit closer when you have you know fresh draft examples versus bottle examples although i think they're still pretty pretty darn good oh yeah i wouldn't hesitate to drink a you know a few bottles of either one i think that See that that given, I think I'd still go with the anchor, and then the Alaskan, and then the flying dog. So, yes, <laughs> Moscow Yay, three to one, baby. Right. What did Moscow um, win? Nothing. Jet ski. Oh, Come you on. agree with Jamil? Jet ski. Oh, oh right. <laughs> I'm, the, yeah. I'm the guy that decides. No, no, Jamil agrees oh. with me. Oh, I see. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for that, you'll be throwing our competition, right? as if you need me to do that you'll be be throwing that well that's interesting though that john you say it's a bad bottle and yet like i love anchor i mean i totally die with it you know i mean but i just this is this is thinner and missing kind of that malt character that is there and that richer richer kind of uh malt and hop thing that it has going on it's it's kind of died a little bit can I go out on a very nice beer a huge whim here like can beer that's oxidized on the shelf lose its color its whole overall impression you should make it darker because yeah. they're oh okay, i got you but that does seem awfully light that's what i'm saying like in color just, for anchor but i'm usually having it in a big old glass yeah, and it's like this almost you know yeah but not that dark but a little not bit quite as dark as the alaskan or the flying dog it seems but lighter yeah yeah is it, it is it lighter. maybe that it's next to it darker example so it looks lighter than it is uh, maybe maybe i don't know uh maybe it's changed a little bit i, I doubt it but you know so is it possible that whatever the off flavors that you're picking up are 
could have possibly helped its cause? Or is it we would have just liked it that much more than the others if it was a good bottle? We would have liked it that much more, I think. I mean, it's it's a fantastic yeah. beer. Yeah. You know, fresh. I think, you know, this one's a little bit off, uh, but still a great beer. It still has lots of lager character, and that's just what I'm dialing into is the lager character. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It really that's does. What an anchor, that's what a California up. Common is. Well, it's supposed to be a lager. With with a kind of a fruity thing going on. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think they've got their own yeast kind of dialed in. You can get a yeast, a California Common yeast from like White Labs. And it does, it makes makes some great beers like porters and things like that. It has like kind of a fruity, it's it's different than, you know, other ale yeast. It's different yeah, than lager uh, yeast. Hybrid yeast. Yeah, it's kind of got its, would its you own little thing. use any yeast but that? I mean, if you're making a California Common, that's what you'd use, right? Or would you, could yeah. you do it with a, a, another neutral yeast? Like I think you could do it with an alt yeast. Alt or yeast or even California or 001. Or Kolsch yeast or... Kind of yeah, I don't think you're going to get the right kind of fruitiness out of an 001. I, I think so it's, it's too looking clean. for it to throw some esters, kind of. Yeah, thing. you got it. You got to get some esters. That's what the alt yeast does. The alt Kolsch, Calcommon. You know, I don't know about using lager yeasts warmer. I I don't know that that's really. You know, a lot of them throw way too much sulfur, so that can be an issue. Now, now, Mike, if you were to brew uh, Anchor Steam, what would, what what would the grist look like? Well, I, I think it's pretty much just, uh, you know, like probably 96% uh, two-row and then 4% crystal 40, right? Isn't that essentially what, what makes up a grist of a... Right, right. Two-row, some, uh, some crystal 40, some Munich. I, I'm Munich? with John here. Really? In Munich? Munich? Yeah, oh, yeah. You need that little silky kind of... Malt yeah, there. you get that kind of toasty, so bready like, uh, kind one of thing or, going on. So like 1%, 2%, yeah. maybe 3 Oh, no, no, no. On the Munich? Yeah. 5. Like 20. 20%? Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Ballsy. <laughs> well, then it's going to taste more like an alder, right? Because isn't that what gives alt its Right. Well, I'm saying it's all the same thing. You're, you can, <laughs> no, no. You're not going to merge two styles together here. I am. I no, am. you cannot. Yeah. Why not? Because we have the BJCP. I'll do, get them on I, the line. I can do anything I damn well please. take us Just, off the air. I don't know if you know the name of this show, but I do whatever I damn well please. I'm, I'm the most merge, humble I'm merging person the two here, officially. Oh, man. You're going to ask for trouble. I think, I think we can delete a number here. The style police will be all over your Cage shit. Cage fight. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, some crystal, crystal 40, crystal 60. 60 even, huh? Yeah. And some, uh, some Munich malt and some, some pale. And any, any range in there. I think right. you could go lower, you could go higher, you could go, uh, you know, your, as long as your, your end result was kind of in the ballpark. Right. Uh, hops wise, Northern Brewer. Yeah, uh, I, I like through. your Pearl and, uh, um, Willamette, uh, example. Yeah. Or effect. you could use Cas- Cascade as well. Uh, Northern Brewer, you know, primary like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sixty and twenty or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then a late late charge of Cascade. I've seen people do that. Yeah. What uh, fermentation temperature? I would tend to want to uh, ferment this a little bit on the cooler side, like sixty six or so. Right, right. I'm thinking fifty six, fifty eight. <laughs> well, yeah. I'd go like sixty two. Oh, you're I'm right in between. All right, yeah, there you playing go. Price is right, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing the playing the middle ground. Yeah, I, I brew Anchor a lot, and I do 62, and I found I still get too much ester profile. Too much ester. Oh, oh with that right, common right. yeast? Okay. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm going to go cooler. Bigger pitch. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Can we go back to the malt for one second? Sure. Um, if you, so if you wanted to do like a sweeter version, like the mm-hmm. Alaskan, mm-hmm. You, you play with the crystal? Yes, more crystal. Just up the amount of crystal. And that's all you have to do to variate between Pretty the sort much, of sweeter yeah. and not sweeter. Yep. Yep. The difference between the Anchor and the Alaskan is probably... Uh, either a, a color of crystal and more, way more of it, and that's. I think the, that's really it, the, the, the Alaskan seemed like it's got uh, sixty in it. It has that sort of mm-hmm. certain character like that. And anchor might be like less and forty. Yeah. Although I I thought that anchor used sixty. That's traditional in this beer, isn't it? Sixty. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Yeah, I think so. And it can still maintain like not really sweet and not too dark in color. Sure, sure. I, I bet you, I bet you uh, that in that uh, thirty classic styles, there may be Cal Common in there, and that brew your own uh, thing. Never heard of it. I'll have to go get a copy of that. <laughs> let's let's do this. Let's take a short break, and when we when we come back, I'll have a copy of that in my hands, and we'll uh, it to see see about awarding it to a listener that that has a viable question right after this. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had excellent mouthfeel. That's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, a flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com. Online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com you're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. 
Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. And uh, let's see if you ask a great question today. You may uh, part with uh, a copy of uh, The Best to Brew Your Own, 30 Great Beer Styles. And it has in it California Common. I'll tell you, that recipe is uh, a little get a little bit more complex. And they've got a few tricks up the sleeve on the California Common recipe. And it's a great recipe. Turns out a great beer. Well, has it ever won any awards? I don't every, think so. Every, I don't think he's ever won one. Everything in here has gotten at least a first place. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and well, what's, uh, what's unique about this? Recipe. It was written by it's, Jamil. It's got something in there. Something. That, secret that, ingredient. That enhances the toasty character. <gasps> Biscuit uh, character? Uh, Toast. I don't know. Toast. I think you're going to have to get a copy. Oh. I'm going to say victory. Have to copy. I thought the secret ingredient was love. Oh. That's what you told me. Every day that's, it is. That's, that's, yeah. That's between <laughs> you and me, Moscow. And don't go. Next time I will use Luke. Please. All right. Let's, All right. let's knock out a couple of questions. Real quick. Okay. From Baruz is wondering uh, if it's possible to make a good Cal Common with Kolsch yeast. I think it would be possible. Yes. Any tips for him if he's going to try that? Uh, <laughs> yeast starter, really. oxygen. Make it, yeah. All the standards. Standards. Yeah. Yeah. Ferment warm. All right. Well, that's definitely not the winner then. Uh, from Quaker. Uh, he said he's looking at brewing classic styles. The alt and steam are nearly identical, except yeast in mm. line with Jay-Z's earlier mm-hmm. musings. If you took one of those and fermented with uh, uh, 810 versus the alt yeast, what would be different? That's a German lager. or Let's say 10. That's all he said. It's a lager. Figured you that's guys a German lager yeast, right? There's the, well, it's the uh, southern German lager. No, that's like no? 838 or something. Hmm. I'll I'll ask him what that is in the meantime. WLP eight ten. Yeah, in the meantime, let's let's do a different one from okay. uh, from trusty spider wrangler. Uh, guy talks about light esters being acceptable, but that it should be clean. If one has the ability to do regular lager fermentation, what will fermenting warmer with a uh, with a California common gain you in flavor? Uh, could the beer be accomplished using other lager yeasts? Yeah, you know the other lager yeasts uh, not so great. The eight ten is is the San Francisco lager yeast. Um, you know, a lot of the other lager yeasts, you, you, you tend to get some, sometimes some weird flavors. You tend to get some too sulfury flavors. Um, you know, it can, it can be a little off, but, uh, I, I imagine you can try, you know, you can experiment. Uh, you know, you might find one. I never really experiment with all the lager yeast warm, so. That'd be good knowledge. Yeah, it could be a good thing to try. Uh, the 810, um, so the question was the difference between if you were to use the alt recipe and the steam beer recipe, ferment them both with the 810, what would you end up with? I think you'd end up with steam beer and both, or you, know, you could ferment either with the alt yeast and alt, alt with, mm-hmm. with both. I think that, again, I think it's pretty much the same style so so there's so is there almost no difference then between the calcommon yeast and the and the alt yeast the green bills are well are, the, no the the, the, the yeasts are, are are different i i think that's the question he, he's mm-hmm. asking what if you fermented with a10 the calcommon yeast versus right. the alt yeast what what would be the difference i think you get a little more fruitiness from the uh from the, the uh, 810 than you do from the alt okay but it may just be the way that i treat them so hmm. Uh, you know, I, I expect a little more fruitiness from my Cal Common than I do from my alt. All right, from Itchy Brew, who's uh, all the way in New Zealand. He uh, he wants to know tips for extract brewing this style. He wants to know if there's little things to be aware of. He said he has no problem getting the ingredients in New Zealand, but there's there's really no commercial examples of the style, so he's kind of shooting in the dark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the trickiest thing is kind of getting that, that toasty, malty character in there. And uh, you you have to have some toasty in there. Uh, you know, one of the one of the tricks you can try is like some pale chocolate. You can try some biscuit, all that. Um, you know, Munich malt is hard if you're doing extract. It's hard. To, you can find a Munich blend though, and that would probably be perfect. Yeah, use a Munich blend. Uh, you know, steep some uh, pale chocolate. Get don't boil for nutty, an hour. Toasty. Don't what? Boil for an hour. You, okay, how long should you boil for? I would do like fifteen twenty minutes the extract. I think it'd be too dark. You'll caramel over caramelize it. Oh, really? Twenty minutes, huh? Yeah. Less than half the time. Yeah. So extract late is what you're saying? Yeah, add late. Huh. Okay. So how do you hop a beer like that? Do you, you throw I'm hops? Still, I'm still well, how do you get a, is there a sixty minute hop? No. No. 
I don't know. I would say, or it's it would be aggressive. Minute. Maybe do a thirty-minute addition. You boil the hops by themselves with the water, and then and the steeping grains. You add the extract late. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Late in the boil. Yeah. I've tried brewing it in sixty minutes with an extract for the style. It's just it's too dark. It's just really over caramelized. Yeah. Huh. Is this the only example of a style where you should boil for such a short time like that? With no, extract? not else. No, no. Is it even the, lighter beers like you know if you brew a Kolsch or else? I, I just think got to be really careful with extract. How long you boil? I've I've not gotten a lot of ex, excessive darkening with the boil. Hmm. I think uh, Chris Colby did a thing on boil lengths and darkening, and it was like uh, you know you're getting like zero darkening. It's not nearly as dark yeah. as you'd think. Hmm. I think if you're throwing in the the extract, if you're doing a concentrated boil, certainly yeah. Mm-hmm. But that if you get the right issue. pre-boil volume, you're gonna right. it's not going to darken. And stirring it up, if you if you let that stuff settle to the bottom, you could run into a problem. Okay. Yeah, all right, there you go. Thanks to the right. uh, chat room for the questions. So who's, who's, the, who's the winner? The one who asked the 810 question. Oh, that would be Quaker. Quaker. All right, Quaker. Name to make this out to? Quaker. Um, send me a message, Quaker. Who should we uh, and, sign uh, the magazine to? And where to send it to. Yep, email uh, scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. All right. Good show, everybody. I think uh, we learned something. I think we all listened to me uh, rant on my theories. Yeah, you were, about yeah, yeah pretty good. I, I had some more runs there, I believe, today. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I bring to the show. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's what I do. I, uh, I learned something. I got all sorts of crap spewing forth crap. <laughs> across this mar- microphone right now. I did here. something with that crap. But... That's right. Yeah. If, I, if I'm spewing it, at least you, I like when you three spew. are listening to me. <laughs> Speaking of crap, hey, we got some crap in our store, you know, the uh, Brewing Network store. There you go. Yeah, go to the Brewing Network store. You can pick up glassware, hats, shirts, books, all sorts of stuff in there. Growlers. And when, and growlers, yeah, those great uh, uh, hop grenade growlers. Yeah. When you uh, buy stuff from thebrewerynetwork.com, you are supporting these shows. All that goes to the bottom line of the Brewery Network and uh, really helps to uh, fund uh, all this, this joy that we call the Brewery Network. Till then, brew strong, everybody. And often.